0: Welcome to A Waldorf Journey, a podcast for teachers, parents, students, and people who are passionate about Waldorf education. I'm Meredith, and I'm glad you're here. I spent nearly 20 years in the Waldorf classroom, and I learned a thing or two about teaching in all those years, and some of those lessons were not easy. Through it all, though, I've come to the conclusion that there's nothing better than Waldorf for nurturing thoughtful human beings who love to learn. You can find show notes for this episode along with a lot more useful content on my website, awaldorfjourney.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter to receive updates about new content on the blog and the podcast. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram as A Waldorf Journey. Now, let's dive into the Waldorf goodness. So, if you are listening to this in real time, then you might know that I have been on a podcasting hiatus. It's been I think at least over a year since I've recorded. It's the beginning of 2023 right now, so we are about halfway through my first year in a very long time of not being a teacher. So um, I'm planning on coming to you with more episodes in 2023, but it feels right to just start off the year Uh, with a catch-up episode and just talk about why I left teaching, what I'm doing now, and why I'm still really passionate about Waldorf education. Um, If you want to read more about my decision and how I talk to my students about it, I will link to a blog post that I wrote on awaldorfjourney.com that uh, just goes into all of the details. It tells a little bit um, more, some of what I'm going to be talking about today about just my decision making process, but also how I talk to my students about it and just, I don't know, a little bit more. So um, yeah, so I'll link to that in the show notes. I will also say that all of this time away from podcasting has made me a little bit rusty. And so, um, and. I'm also mindful of the fact that I do want to do this a lot more in the coming year. And part of making it just a more doable, realistic process for myself is just to like dive in and do it without doing a lot of editing and all of that. So I'm going to do my best to have some balance as we move forward. Um, But I am talking about some... um, just some meaningful content and, you know, something that was uh, a big decision for me to make. Um, And anyway, so we'll just see where the conversation goes and hopefully it won't be too full of ums and uhs for you. So um, anyway, let's just sort of dive in and start with why did I leave? Why did I stop teaching? So and maybe what I I should give a little bit of a background. So I started teaching in 2005. And before that, I'd had a, a Waldorf preschool when my kids were really little. And so just in my home. And so when they in 2005, that was when my youngest was four. And is that right? I think so. Or he was 3. He was t- he turned 4 that year. And um and that is when I took my first class. So I started teaching then and then over the years I took most I took over classes for teachers quite a bit. So that first class was 5th through 8th. Then I took a five six, and then I took a four through eight, and then the last class that I just had that I left, I started with them in first grade. So, um, so that's sort of been my journey, and over those years, uh, being a Waldorf teacher was an incredibly meaningful experience. I don't need to tell anyone who is teaching uh just how powerful it really is. It's an incredible amount of work, uh, but the it's it's meaningful, life-giving work. And um, you know, along the way, I created a Waldorf Journey. So in that I started a Waldorf Journey in 2010. And I just, and I started it as just a place to blog and reflect on my teaching experiences. And because I found that to be really meaningful for myself, that it just helped me to step outside my experience in the classroom a little bit and and see what it looked like from the outside. Now, throughout those years, alongside... Teaching and building a Waldorf journey, I uh, kept up some freelance copywriting on the side. So, like many Waldorf teachers, I needed to do something extra just to make ends meet. And that was what I did. And I, for years, toyed with the idea of switching into this copywriting work on a full time basis. And, um, you know, yeah, I really thought about it. And never really came to, you know, ha- just had a hard time finding the, the right time to do that. And uh, when I graduated my class in 2017, right before taking this last class uh, when they were in first grade I was more enthusiastic about teaching than I ever had been and so it really felt right to go back and start with them in first grade and and I had never done that before and I really wanted to have that experience of starting in first grade so um and it was an incredibly meaningful powerful experience and I felt like I came to understand teaching uh so much more through by taking that class when they were in first grade. And, you know, in when they got to be into like second and third grade, I maybe had started to think about when I would leave teaching. And but then uh, COVID hit, and my students were in third grade in March of 2020. And I I sure as heck was not going to be leaving (laughs) at that time. And so they I just needed to stay. And I, of course, helped the school I helped the, um, you know, my students just figure it all out and find the best way to make it through um, those years of you know, online uh, uh, hybrid uh, learning. So um, so it wasn't really until we sort of came out of that, we were back learning in person when those questions about leaving teaching came up for me again. And so that was when my students were in fifth grade. Uh, they're in sixth grade now. So it was last school year when I started asking those questions again. And, um, and there were a number of things that, that just came up for me in asking that question. So, you know, one uh, was, were just the challenges of teaching. You know, it's, it's a challenging job in recent years, of course. It's become even more difficult. And so and though I felt like I was weathering those challenges pretty well, um, I, you know, would talk with my friends who had other jobs that were far less stressful that just, um, yeah, that and it just felt like maybe there was something else that was that would not. Stress me out quite so much or be quite as challenging. Um, the other thing that was really on my mind was about planning for my future and providing for my future. I know that being a Waldorf teacher is not something that you can do into old age. Um, maybe, I mean, may, there are teachers who are maybe proving me wrong in that, but. I look at my mother who is 76 and working just like she ever was. And, um, I knew that I couldn't do that, uh, being a Waldorf teacher. I just, it's, it's a very demanding, just physically demanding, uh, even job. So, so I knew that I would need to find something else if I was going to continue to work, which, um, because I hadn't really provided for myself or been thoughtful in terms of retirement, I I knew that I needed to either get serious about planning for retirement, or find work that I could do into my old age. So, so one or the other was gonna, uh, was the most responsible way to move forward. And neither one of those was really possible with in being a Waldorf teacher, I, I didn't uh, you know earn enough to really provide for a solid retirement fund and it wasn't work that i would be able to do for a really long time so those are just kind of like the practical aspects of it i'm also you know a single and you know providing for myself on my own and you know i always my kids always joke that you know they're plan a <laughs> that they're my retirement plan but um you know i don't I don't want that to be the case. I really do want to provide for myself. So, so that was a big part of it. Um, you know, but then also another really big part of it is about all of this talk and thought that I have regarding growth mindset. And I um, you know, you've heard me talk on here so much about growth mindset and the value of trying new things, taking on new challenges. And, uh, it's, it's really important to do that. And I was getting to a place in my teaching where it felt pretty comfortable and I knew what I was doing and I had found a rhythm that was pretty sustainable and, um, and worked and enjoyable i enjoyed my days um so i i knew that i it, though that was lovely <laughs> i mean it's lovely to enjoy going to work every day and to feel really good about the work that you're doing and know that you're doing it well um you know i would talk to my students all the time about trying new things And then there I was, not really pushing myself to try something new and to take on a new challenge. So, um, so that was another big part of it was to really test myself and to just try something new for myself. So those were kind of all of the the big ideas that were in my head as I was making this decision. So, and this honestly feels a little indulgent to be talking so much about my own path. Um, So I hope it is helpful and that you find it relevant in some way um, for your own process. But um, anyway, this is what I'm doing in this episode. And um, in the future, future episodes, we'll talk much more about Waldorf education in general. So, um, so what am I doing now? So, and I will say I did make that decision. So in January of 2022, I had asked my uh, supervisors if I could reduce to part-time work so that I could begin doing uh, uh, some copywriting work and start to sort of ramp it up because uh, we all know one of the most challenging things about leaving teaching is that you need to give, I mean, we know, like, <laughs> you have to tell your school that you're not returning in September, you have to tell them in January or February so that they can find a replacement, right? So, um, but you can't go get a job. If I was applying for jobs in January and February, and I told them, well, I can start in June, uh, that that would not work. <laughs> they They really are looking for people to start right away so if I was leaving teaching which that's what I was doing so um so that was that was a real challenge but uh I did so I did that I dropped back to part-time and I taught main lesson only and in that I in my the rest of my time I went um I started really trying to drum up part-time freelance copywriting work. And uh, sure enough, I found that work. I was sort of stunned (laughs) that 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 happened. And I found that I was good at it and that I could. And I had been doing part-time copywriting work, but... It was kind of on a dry spell because of COVID and everything else. I was just really busy. And so I hadn't worked at building up that freelance work in a while. So now I had um, started up that freelance work going again, and it was promising enough that I felt like I could probably make a go of it and find some full-time work. Uh, you know, to transition into full time work, I, I'd had enough sort of positive responses from sending out my resume and things like that, that I, I felt like it, it was going to go somewhere. The other side of this is that if you uh, have been a follower for a while, um, you might know I, I started grad school in when was that? I guess it was 2020. 2021. Um, and uh, and really, it was it's a strategic communications master's degree, and um, so I was learning a lot about the work that I w- was hoping to go into, and uh, knew, and so, and I had developed a lot of connections through that uh, that program that. Again, it was just setting me, myself up for the possibility of shifting into something else. Um, so I, you know, went out to go find something. So I gave my notice and, um, you know, thought a lot, worked with um, school leadership about how to make the announcement. I played a big part in, you know, supporting um, hiring for my position and, you um, yeah, there were just lots of things that uh, ra- that I I was just very intentional about about wrapping things up in that year. Even though I was I was working part time, but I really wanted to leave just in um, in the best way possible. So um, I gave my notice, and then uh, I had to f- just force myself to be on hold and to wait. And hope for the best. And in around, I guess it was the beginning of May, I started really sending out my resume in earnest, looking for just marketing copywriting positions, is really what I was looking for. And a lot of it was, you know, using my part time copywriting experience, the skills that I built in that I, I gained in building a Waldorf journey. Um, and then also my grad school program. So it was all of these things that sort of combined to create, you know, the skills and the desire to do this kind of work full time. Um, and so I started sending out my resume, interviewed for um, marketing, copywriting positions. And um, in every interview I spoke about growth mindset and the how important that is to me uh, as a human being and that, and I really emphasized that I wanted to work for an organization that would support my growth. And, you know, that was something that I knew being a teacher, just what an incredible fortune it is to work for an institution that is dedicated to the growth of the human being. And I knew that there was great potential for me to be leaving all of that behind that, I could be getting into a corporate job where they want you to be at the height of what you can do and the best of the best without, like, making mistakes and learning and growing. And so I asked that question at every interview, like, what happens if I make a mistake? And what uh, what is the organization's uh, approach and value? What are their values about um, growth mindset? And that was so well received in every interview I had. So that, um, so it was really nice to to see that. So, I ended up finding a marketing copywriting position full time. Uh, that uh, I was offered uh, the job right at it was Memorial Day weekend. So I guess that was like the last weekend in May, and uh, they asked when I would be ready to start. And I had told them that June 10th was the last day of school. And I started on June 15th. And um, I am really enjoying the work. It is. uh, Yeah, there there are just some really wonderful things about it. I'm learning a lot of the things that be that the skills that you gain being a teacher that translate into um, other areas of work. And that is something I'm really excited about sharing with other teachers. And I know there's, there's a bit of a movement, I'm sure maybe you know that, um, you know, a lot of teachers have left their uh, positions. And there is, there's a lot of recognition that teachers bring skills that are valued in all kinds of different um environments. So, um so th- I will say the number one thing that I have found uh to be a skill that I bring that is valued at my new job is that I make things interesting. And like you didn't <laughs> maybe realize as a teacher that that is such a huge part of your job that you know, making things, making, presenting things in such a way that students will pay attention, they'll absorb it, they'll be interested in what you have to say, like, that, that is just the most valuable skill I have. And I have, you know, sat in meetings with people who don't have that skill, who don't understand how to, how to, Present what they're talking about in a way that is engaging and interesting and sparks curiosity and that it's just such an incredible skill and it's not something that i don't i don't think you can really teach I mean there are probably techniques and strategies that that you could look at, but just the experience of doing that over and over and over uh, you know in all of these years of teaching is um incredibly beneficial. I always joke that if I can make 10 year olds interested in long division, then uh, yeah, corporate meetings are pretty easy. <laughs> so um, so that's the big thing. Uh, other things that I think really have translated well are organization and structure, like we're real teachers are really good, really good at getting organized um, and uh, setting up frameworks for getting work done. So I really appreciate that. That's a big thing that translates. And then um, also communication skills. You know, we teachers have so much experience uh, getting to know other people, understanding other people and talking about things and presenting things and communicating with people, talking and listening uh, so that. They feel heard and that we can communicate what we have to say. And we have done that with such a wide, wide range of people that that I, I just started, our communication skills are top notch. They're really incredible. So so those, I would say, are the big things, the big things that have translated into my new work. Um, of course, everybody asks, do you miss teaching? And I do, uh, I definitely miss teaching. There are, um, you know, things about teaching that are different than any other kind of work. And, you know, what I always, I always say, and I said this when I was teaching and I still feel it now, that there is really nothing more engaging and exciting and life-giving than exploring a new topic in a room with 30 other individuals when everybody in the room is just like on fire and exploring this new idea that is just like magic it's so invigorating and exciting and um yeah so I definitely miss that I don't get a similar experience in my new job by any means um you know, the other thing I have sort of a list of things that I miss about teaching. Um, the other thing that I miss that I'm not really getting in my current job is presenting and just like leading people down a path, like, uh, sort of exercising those skills of, uh, presenting content in a way that is interesting and exciting to people. Um, I don't, I feel like I don't have enough, um, experience doing that in my current job. And it's just one of those skills that I have that I think is not being used, utilized. Um, And I think it will be, I think I'll, uh, you know, it it will grow, will those opportunities will present themselves, and they already have started to. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, I it's something I would like to do more of. Um, Of course, you know, there is a plus side to not presenting so much all the time, because, you know, there are pretty high stakes when you're presenting all the time. And that was one of those things when I was teaching and and just feeling kind of um, tired of it and burnt out and uh, of teaching, I remember thinking, you know, wondering what it would be like to have a job where I would just show up and sit at my desk and check email for a little bit. And then maybe I would talk to people, but I would have sort of a like settle in time and a lead in and maybe every now and then I would need to present but not just two hours every single day in front of a pretty uh, tough audience. So, So there are benefits to not not having that presenting, uh, every day kind of thing, but, um, I do miss it. And then, um, human interaction. I will say, I, you know, I have coworkers that I, you know, I work with and, you know, of course, every day I'm interacting with, you know, a handful of people, but, not 30. <laughs> and I'm, you know, having all of that human interaction just with so many different diverse people just really makes you good at figuring out you know how other people tick and um just it's just a lot of good practice and experience. So I would I miss that. I do miss having Uh, Lots of human interaction and just getting to know and understand lots of different people. Um, The other thing I miss in a very sort of practical way is moving my body. (laughs) Um, You know, as I was thinking about, you know, teaching into my old age, one of the, you know, challenges that I identified was just the physicality of being a teacher and that that wouldn't be something I'd be able to do into my old age. Um, and that was a reason why I left it. But I am sure I am finding myself tired of sitting around often. So um, I the way that my job is, I work, three days at home and two days in the office and on my office days I take public transit and I just love those days so much more because I'm walking to the bus stop and I'm you know getting up and walking around the office much more and um it just it feels really good whereas home though it is so comfortable and lovely to just roll out of bed and get dressed and go to my computer and start working um it is, you know, just less active, and I do get sort of uh, fatigued just sitting at home, and I just seek more stimulation, I suppose, just both in moving my body and interacting with people. Um, So those are sort of the my my takeaways from, um, from teaching and what I miss and, and, uh, and the sort of the big sort of tangible things, but there's like, there's one last thing that I miss about teaching. And I actually wrote a blog post about it on my latest project, which is a Substack newsletter called Evolving Pigeon. And if you're interested in knowing more about what that is, um, I will link it in the show notes, but it is on Substack. So it's evolvingpigeon.substack.com. And uh, you know, I just I I really enjoy the process of reflecting and kind of um, bouncing ideas off of people and hearing back from people. And so, as I was finding a Waldorf journey, just like I didn't have as much daily content for that, I really wanted to um, start something new and just think about and it and really evolving. Pigeon is this. Um, it's, it's reflections about growth mindset as an adult. So what does it mean to, uh, to, as an adult, really care and push yourself and try to learn and grow? And how do we insist that the world allow us to continue to do that? So, so that's what Evolving Pigeon is. Um, and you can check it out. Like I said, it's evolvingpigeon.substack.com. And, um, but the, um, I wrote this blog post on there that I titled Seeking the Sacred and I was really feeling it this, uh, past holiday season and it's, it's a little bit hard to put a finger on, on what I mean in, in this, um, seeking the sacred and kind of this, this, this there was something i was missing in this holiday season and and what it was was it was it was like it was something about meaningful work doing work that's meaningful which i still feel like my work is meaningful in some ways um but and it, it's something about connecting with something greater than yourself and that that is when you are able to do that in the context of your work, I think that is, I guess it's really the idea of vocation, right? That's what we're talking about. And um, and I can think of, so, and and you kind of, when you have those experiences of where you are doing your work and at the time, as you're doing it, you can feel yourself connecting with something greater um that is just that sort of experience of the sacred and um i don't know that if that's the word for it but that is what i called it <laughs> and um and i can think of so many moments in my teaching career that where this happened and you know sometimes it was that you know i was having an experience that was like Taking me to a different place in terms of my own growth. Sometimes it was a colleague was experiencing that, um, but most often it was a student where you know something happened, and I felt like I witnessed a transformation. And I just there those experiences I remember like feeling just honored and um privilege to be a part of that experience and to just to witness that evolution just taking place before my eyes and um and there were it it brought tears to my eyes like i i can remember <laughs> so many experiences like that where you know something happened i witnessed a moment like that and then went into the faculty room and just broke down not because of you know sadness or it was a challenging moment or but just because I was overwhelmed with that um the meaning and the value of what I had just experienced so um it just brings tears to my eyes thinking about it now um I don't have those experiences in my current work for sure um the work i'm doing, I do I feel good it's meaningful and it's important um, but it's not that same sort of like soul nourishing experience that comes from teaching and you know, I knew <laughs> when I left teaching that I knew what I was signing up for. I knew that um, that that experience would not be a regular part of my work day. Um, And, you know, there's certainly benefits of doing work that just doesn't come with such weight and import. Um, But I do miss those moments. And, you know, one of the things I'm realizing is that I need to find ways to seek them out myself and that there's a huge blessing in doing that. That that seeking out those meaningful experiences for myself, one, I can cultivate the ones, those experiences that um, will move my own growth forward in the best way. And so, rather than it being this collection of experiences that just you know come towards me because I'm immersed in this, you know, <laughs> life-consuming job. Um, now I can cultivate and create experiences that will be meaningful and important. Um, so that uh, is another aspect of teaching. So if you are still teaching or working with young children, whether it's homeschooling or teaching or um, you're having those meaningful experiences. And I hope that you, you know, have the chance to identify them and enough distance from from the the work that you can identify them when when they happen and appreciate them and make the most of them. So, do I have any regrets? Um no, like i don't I don't tend to experience regret. Uh, <clears throat> a long time ago, I sort of labeled it a wasted emotion <laughs> um that really what what is the value of of experiencing regret it's a decision that's been made um but beyond that you know it i i do trust that i'm you know, every decision i've made and every step i'm taking is um is with purpose so and i don't i don't regret either teaching for so long you know that is definitely many people in my family have said to me, you should have done this a long time ago. Um, but I, you know, so I don't regret sticking with teaching for so long and I don't regret finally leaving teaching. Um, I do feel like I learned so much in that aspect of my career. And I'm also so grateful to, um, be learning something new and to be stepping forward into something completely different. So, um, and grateful for the opportunity to intentionally create the meaningful experiences that I want to have. So that is sort of my catch up episode. (laughs) So thank you for indulging me and listening to me talk about myself for 35 minutes. And um, if you have any questions about my process or Um, you know, want to maybe reflect on your own, uh, I would be happy to talk that through with you and um, help, you know, like I said, one of the things I'm really excited about is helping teachers to realize their value and see how what they do is just so meaningful and important. So Um, yeah. So if you have questions, you want to know more about what I went through or want to talk to somebody about your own process, then reach out. You can DM me on Instagram or send me an email at Meredith at a Waldorf journey.com. And I will get back to you. Um, now as for my plans for a Waldorf journey, now that I have, more time than I used to have. That was a huge thing. As I was leaving, uh, planning on leaving the classroom, I thought, oh gosh, now there's, I have so many ideas and so many things I want to do with a Waldorf journey that I just haven't had time to do. And, um, I, I kind of felt like I needed to set it aside for a little bit. I needed to just have some space from the classroom, uh, and from Waldorf really, but now I'm ready, um, to, Jump back in and to uh, be more active in Waldorf education again. So, here is what I'm imagining. So, one is mentoring. I really love working individually with teachers, but over, and I've done a lot of that over the years, but I've had to be really picky about making it happen because I I always needed to get a sub for my class if I was going to go observe somebody. Now my time is a lot more flexible, and I would love to support teachers with either in-person visits or virtual meetings um, and classroom visits. So... um, I'm because I feel like I'm a little more available and, and flexible, I'm also just really trying to keep my hourly rates low so that more schools can support their teachers this way. And um, yeah, that is, it's just really important to me to support teachers with their growth. And so I would love to, um, do that. So if you have a need for mentoring, um, reach out, you can, uh, email me at Meredith at a Waldorf journey, um, or DM me on Instagram. And, um, and I have also talked to schools about leading, uh, like retreats, faculty retreats, and um, you know, just having some maybe deep dive um, presentations about parent work or um, main lesson content. Lots of different things are possible. So I'd love to talk about that. The other thing is podcasting. Like I said, I'm uh, I have heard from so many of you. Probably every week I get an email from somebody asking if I will get back to podcasting. So I'm trying to find an easy sort of seamless way to build it into my rhythm. So I won't go these long stretches without recording. And, um, so right now I am, I've put together a schedule for myself. I'm going to release an episode every other week. Um, and so if there's, and like I said, I'm going to try to do it, just make it doable, by sitting down and talking and without a whole lot of editing or anything like that. So I'm going to do my best to make it happen. If there is a topic that you want to hear about, or maybe there's somebody that you would love to hear from that I could reach out for an interview for, then let me know. Just send me an email, meredith at awaldorfjourney.com. Then also I've got my curriculum guides and courses. So that was another big plan of mine. I've got files full of content um, for every single Waldorf block that I could put together and, you know, put up on my website. So it's available to support teachers with their work. Um, I just have to pull it together. I'm not sure when that is going to happen, but um, hopefully it will. And um, I do plan to continue my three courses that I have done sort of throughout the, the year. And one is my report writing course, which I have usually done in May, although I've gotten lots of feedback that it would be nice to have it earlier. So you can look for something like, I don't know, I'll send something out that has information about that, when that will start, but maybe April or so. Um, then I have a summer productivity course that usually runs in July and August. And then I have my practical art of the Waldorf classroom course, which is is sort of an uh, ongoing always open run at your own pace sort of course all of these i will link in the show notes so that you can you know learn more about them and um but yeah i am really excited about all three of those i think that they are so valuable each one of them and so i and i'm excited to continue with them and it gives me a chance to connect with teachers uh in a great way i love doing that work Um, And then finally, sponsorships. So um, part of making this podcast more sustainable for myself uh, might include uh, accepting sponsorships. I don't know yet. I don't know what that will look like. I've never done that before. But if you have small business and you're interested in supporting a Waldorf journey, reach out to me and let's talk about it and see what that looks like. So thank you so much for listening all the way to the end and indulging my um, story of my transition. I Now that I've told this story, I'm excited to really get back to talking about Waldorf education and um, supporting teachers with this incredible, powerful, meaningful work that you're doing. And um, so I hope that you have found this story inspiring and that there is some aspect of it that really, that informs your life and will help um, make a difference for you. So if you have any questions or want to suggest future topic ideas, reach out to me uh, with an email to meredith at awaldorfjourney.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Journey or come join the Facebook group Uh, by going to awaldorfjourney.com slash Facebook. Our group is called A Waldorf Journey Resource Room, and it's full of inspiring teachers and parents helping each other make their Waldorf education dreams come true. So I hope you will reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you now that I'm back at it. And thanks again for listening. Bye now.